Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to Fundamentally Mormon. I'm your host, Mark Lichtenwalter. This is Fundamentally Mormon. Today we're going to be covering a chapter that I covered March 26th of 2019. The title of the chapter is Eternal Destiny of Earth and Man which is chapter 19 of the Mysteries of Creation, pages 181 to 190. As soon as uh, we get to the reader portion of the program, I'm going to put it on the video of me reading the book. And so basically I'm, I'm recording this on February 11th, 2022, but the original recording after the reader portion of the program was in 2000, March of 2019. Um, there is actually a YouTube video on this, and I have posted the link on the description of the podcast and the um, the Blog Talk Radio Internet Radio Show, so you can go watch the video if you if you want. Um, I really suggest reading this book, and I just chose this one because it's not as long as the other one. And I actually have to take my 13-year-old to a dance tonight, and I did not know that until about an hour ago. So I'm trying to get this done so that we can, uh, so I can take her. Uh, and drop her off so somebody else is going to bring her back but I will be available for anybody if they want to talk um, during the recorded portion of the program and I can just pull you into the call screening room or I can uh, bring you live after the commentary portion which like I said was recorded in 2019 so the guest call-in number is 917-889-8827. That's 917-889-8827. And there is a chat room during the live show, which is from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Friday, the 11th of February, 2022. So anyway, let's get into the commentary portion of the program. Thank you for listening. Eternal Destiny of Earth and Man, Chapter 19 of Mysteries of Creation, pages 181 to 190 parallels of Earth and Man. The Earth, like man, was once in the presence of God and is a living creation. Brigham Young said, the earth is a living creature and breathes as much as you and I do. 
DCHGS of by 3241. Like man, the earth also had a spiritual creation or birth before it became temporal or physical. Then this fear fell from the presence of God, and it, too, must follow the gospel plan of redemption. Because of its fallen condition, an atonement was required to redeem the earth. According to Pali P. Pratt, this atonement for the earth was made by Jesus Christ. Christ offered himself a sacrifice for this earth, for men, for the animals, for fishes, and the creeping things. Christ died for the earth and for the elements. Christ died for all mankind upon its face. Journal of Discourses 3, 315-316 Prior to this atonement, however, the earth experienced a baptism by water at the time of Noah, and it will receive another baptism, a fire, sometime in the future. Brigham Young explained, This earth, in its present condition and situation, is not a fit habitation for the sanctified, but it abides the law of its creation, has been baptized with water, will be baptized by fire and the Holy Ghost, and by and by will be prepared for the faithfully to dwell upon. Journal of Discourses 8, 83, 182, and from us and Pratt and Dash, now, do you not see that there is a similarity in regard to God's dealings with the earth and with the inhabitants who dwell upon its face? The earth has to undergo a change as well as our bodies. As our bodies may be burned at the stake and the ashes blown to the four winds of heaven, so will the earth be burned and pass away. And in the same manner as our bodies are renewed out of the elements which once entered into their composition, or at least a sufficient quantity thereof to make a new body, so will the earth have to be renewed again and resurrected, redeemed and made immortal from the elements of which it was formerly composed, so that those immortal beings who are brought forth from the grave will have an immortal earth to dwell upon. Journal of Discourses 16, 323 End of the earth and the world Similarly the earth must die, as a living body, for the seeds of death have been sown within it. It, too, feels the grief from sin and sorrow in its fallen condition. Enoch wrote an interesting account of this. And it came to pass that Enoch looked upon the earth. And he heard a voice from the bowels thereof, saying, Woe, woe is me, the mother of men. I'm pained, I'm weary, because of the wickedness of my children. When shall I rest? and be cleansed from the filthiness which is gone forth out of me? When will my Creator sanctify me, that I may rest, and righteousness for a season abide upon my face? And when Enoch heard the earth mourn, he wept, and cried unto the Lord, saying, O Lord, wilt thou not have compassion upon the earth? Moses 7 48-49 183 Urson Pratt gives the following information which answers these questions. Read the key to John's revelations, published in the Pearl of Great Price, and you will find that there is a very great work to be performed, after the 7,000 years, called the Millennium, has commenced. You will find that the seven trumpets are to sound, 
preparatory to the beginning and finishing of his work in the morning of the seventh thousand years, just as the Lord performed a work in the seventh day of creation, when he planted the Garden of Eden and placed the man Adam therein. He performed quite a temporal work in the process of creation on the morning of the seventh day, and so he will perform a work at the beginning of the seventh thousand years, after the seventh millennium shall open. And the nature of the work, which will then be performed, was typified by that which God performed in the beginning. In the beginning of the seventh day or time of creation he placed man in the garden of Eden, free from the curse, and, says the key to John's revelations, in the morning of the seventh thousand years will he sanctify the earth, redeem man from the grave, and seal all things to the end of all things. Journal of Discourses 16, 325. It is at this time that the earth will be renewed and receive its paradisiacal glory, as it states in the tenth article of faith. It should be kept in mind, however, that this is not the same as the earth's baptism by fire at which time the earth becomes as a sea of glass. This great change occurs after the millennium, or 7,000 years. During the millennium, the earth will exist in a terrestrial condition, as it was before the fall of Adam in the Garden of Eden. Then after its baptism by fire, it will be resurrected, purified, and celestialized and become 184 at sea of glass. Thus, there is a striking parallel between the events in the history of the earth and those in the life of a righteous man, which include his baptism by water, receiving the Holy Ghost, his baptism by fire, and his ultimate resurrection in the celestial kingdom. An editorial in the Times and Seasons explained the progress of these events. And again, verily I say unto you, the earth will be the floor of the celestial kingdom, for it fulfilleth the measure of its creation, and transgresseth not the law. Wherefore, it shall be sanctified. Yes, notwithstanding it should I, it shall be quickened again, and shall abide the power by which it is quickened, and the righteous shall inherit it for notwithstanding they die, they also shall rise again as spiritual body. The earth, as part of the creation of God, has in will fulfilled the measure of its creation. It has been baptized by water, it will be baptized by fire, it will be purified and become celestial, and be a fit place for celestial bodies to inhabit. It will become the residence of those who have abode a celestial Lord, and of none others. Times and Seasons 5, 408 The purification of the earth by fire will be a literal occurrence. The earth and everything that is upon it must experience a literal fire for the purging and cleansing necessary to prepare it for a celestial glory, as the following passages describe. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. 2 Peter 3 10, 12, 185, 
and every corruptible thing, both of man, or of the beasts of the field, or of the fowls of the heavens, or of the fish of the sea, that dwells upon all the face of the earth, shall be consumed. And also that of element shall melt with foam heat, and all things shall become new, that my knowledge and glory may dwell upon all the earth. Dion C. 101, 24-25 Regarding the cleansing and resurrection of the earth, Ursin Pratt says. Now how does the Lord make this new earth? He makes it out of the materials of the old one. This very earth on which we dwell, whose elements are to be melted and sanctified with fervent heat, in order that the saints may reign upon it. Will be resurrected. The elements thereof will be brought together again, as they were in the beginning, and they will be sanctified and purified, and made holy and celestial, and become like a sea of glass. Journal of Discourses 16, 323, and this leads us to the next section. The sea of glass this expression, the sea of glass, was explained first by the prophet Joseph Smith. 1. What is the sea of glass spoken of by John, 4th chapter, and 6th verse of the Revelation? 2. It is the earth, in its sanctified, immortal, and eternal state. Dion C. 77, 1, and also N-186, while at dinner, I remarked to my family and friends present, that when the earth was sanctified and became like a sea of glass, it would be one great urim and thummim, and the saints could look in it and see as they are seen. We learn that the place where God resides is a great urim and thummim, that the earth itself when sanctified and made an immortal sphere will be a urim and thummim to the inhabitants who dwell upon it, whereby all things pertaining to inferior kingdoms will be revealed to them and to each of such inhabitants an individual Urim and Thummim will be given through which knowledge pertaining to kingdoms of a higher order will be revealed. THC 5, 279, and further knowledge was included later in the Doctrine and Covenants. The place where God resides is a great Urim and Thummim. This earth, in its sanctified and immortal state, will be made like unto crystal, and will be a urim and thummim to the inhabitants who dwell thereon, whereby all things pertaining to an inferior kingdom, or all kingdoms of a lower order, will be manifest to those who dwell on it. And this earth will be Christ's. Dion C. 138-9 Brigham Young also commented on this future glorified condition of the earth. If the people could fully understand this matter less than baptism greater than, they would perceive that it is perfectly reasonable and has been the law to all worlds. And this world, so benighted at present, and so lightly esteemed by infidels, as observed by Brother Clemens, when it becomes celestialized, it will be like the sun, and be prepared for the habitation of the saints and be brought back, 187, into the presence of the Father and the Son. It will not then be an opaque body as it now is, but it will be like the stars of the firmament, full of light and glory, it will be a body of light. John compared it, in its celestialized state, to a sea of glass. 
Journal of Discourses 7, 163. We shall go and come, and when we are in the eternity, we shall be on this earth, which will be brought into the immediate presence of the Father and the Son. We shall inhabit different mansions, and worlds will continue to be made, formed, and organized, and messengers from this earth will be sent to others. This earth will become a celestial body and dash be like a sea and glass, or like a urim and thummim. And when you wish to know anything, you can look in this earth and see all the eternities of God. We shall make our home here, and go on our missions as we do now, but at greater than railroad speed. Journal of Discourses 8, 200. It is interesting that even scientists have concluded that if this earth ever experienced extreme heat, it would become like glass. The industries that manufacture glass products tell us that there is so much silica, lime, potash and other products in the earth that if the earth was melted at an extreme temperature it would become a ball of glass. See Science Digest Special, July 1967, p. 45. A new heaven and a new earth the promise has been given that the earth will return from its fallen place to again be placed in its former residence with God. The prophet Joseph Smith said, this earth will be rolled back into the presence of God, and crowned with celestial glory. Teachings of the prophet Joseph Smith, p. 181, Brigham Young commented, the earth will abide its creation, and 188 will be counted worthy of receiving the blessings designed for it, and will ultimately roll back into the presence of God who formed it. Journal of Discourses 8, 8, and again, this earthly ball, this little opaque, sick substance thrown off into space, is only a speck in the great universe, and when it is celestialized it will go back into the presence of God, where it was first framed. Journal of Discourses 9, 317. The Apostolos and had elaborated on this grand occasion by beautifully explaining and dash, what becomes of the earth then? Why, says the prophet, it shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall be removed like a cottage, and the transgression therefore shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall, and not rise again. If the earth falls, which way will it go, up or down? Tell me, your wise men, your philosophers. Will not the greatest and most powerful planet attract it whether it goes up or down? For the greater bodies attract the lesser. If the earth falls, and is not to rise again, it will be removed out of its present orbit. Where will it go to? God says he will gather all things into one, then he will gather the earth likewise, and all that is in it, in one. The gathering will be upon a larger scale in time to come, for by and by the stars of heaven will fall. Which way will they go? They will rally to grand center, and there will be one grand constellation of worlds. I pray that we may be there, and shine among those millions of worlds that will be stars in the Almighty's crown. The earth will have to be removed from its place, and reel to and fro like a drunkard. The fact is, 
It has got to leave the old track in which it has roamed in time past and beat a new track and set the Lord, come up here. What is he going to do with it? Why, take it where the sun will shine upon it continually, and 189, there shall be no more night there, and the hand of God will wipe away the tears from all faces. Come up here, O earth. For I want the saints who have passed through much tribulation to be glorified with you, and then I will give the earth to the meek. For I will take the curse from it, and rebuke the destroyer for your sakes, and bring all things in subjection to you, and you shall dwell in everlasting light. Now it is half day and half night, but I tell you it is not going to be half and half, but there will be no night there. We have but one sun to shine upon us, but when the earth is taken out of this orbit, it will come in contact with the rays of other suns that illuminate other spheres. Their rays will dazzle our earth, and make the glory of God rest upon it, so that there will be no more night there. Journal of Discourses 1, 129-130 The Lord said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Matt 5 5. The earth shall be exalted in the celestial presence of God, and so will righteous men. According to President Brigham Young, this earth has probably descended into deeper levels of sin and wickedness than any of the others our God ever created. But, as a result of overcoming all this, its exaltation will be greater. We are inhabitants of the world of sin and sorrow, pain and anguish, Every ill that can be heaped upon intelligent beings in a probation we are heirs to. I suppose that God ever organized an earth and people that that was ever reduced to a lower state of darkness, sin and ignorance than this. I suppose this is one of the lowest kingdoms that ever the Lord Almighty created, and on that account is capable of becoming exalted to be one of the highest kingdoms that has ever had an exaltation in all the eternities. Journal of Discourses 10, 175, 190. So, like the earth, those men who can pass through the darkness, wickedness and temptations of this world and yet remain faithful, will be rewarded with a place among the highest mansions in God's kingdoms. What a promise. What great destinies await those men of God. Andromeda Galaxy one of the most impressive constellations of stars, suns, depicting the gathering of celestial worlds. 191. Okay, so that was the <clears throat> reader portion of the program. I'll, uh, we'll go to the uh, the commentary portion of the program. And once again, this was recorded in March of 2019. Thank you for listening.
Sean, this is Mark Wilson. Welcome coming to you live on this 26th day of March 2019. Uh, the guest call in number is 917-889-8827. This will come in a moment for your live streaming today on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash L-A-D-U-R-U-S-1977. And also on YouTube. Go downstairs and watch your show, okay? My four-year-old just came upstairs. I don't know if I'm going to Excuse me. You can um, comment on the Facebook live stream, which, like I said, is Facebook.com. Thank you. 
So, anyway, all right, let's, let's get into it. I, I really don't want to do the program today. It seems like any time I don't want to do something, I probably should. It's like when I don't want to go to church and I do it anyway, I always do it unless I go to church or I eat or something to that effect. So, I just like, and I slept last night. I didn't go to work about two times yesterday after everything. Um, I knew it was my check from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. So, it was very cool from the local mines here in the Carbon uh, Castle Valley area and Carbon uh, in the Sevier County in Utah. And um, I got a call to a cold power plant at night. So when I'm driving around, uh, well, I can look at this up and uh, so, you don't have a babysitter. I am home every day with my daughter, and every other day I work, and every other day I sleep, and then every day I nap on and off um, just because of the way the schedule is. So, all right, enough about me. Let's get into the reading. The Eternal Destiny of, of Earth and Man, Chapter 19 of Mysteries of Creation by Ogden Crow. Oh, by the way, um, anybody can read this book for free online at ogdenkraut.com. That's O-G-D-E-N-K-R-A-U-T.com. Um, once you get on the main page, click on read Ogden's books, and then uh, you'll see a list of links. They're all books and pamphlets that he has uh, written over the years. Uh, Walking with Soul Life, and uh, if you scroll down to uh, Mysteries of Creation, it's all in alphabetical order. We're going to be on page 181, I think, actually. I think I accidentally erased the page number. Anyway, but um, we're in chapter 19, so. Also, you can find the text to the previous chapters that I've read, along with the YouTube videos, and Facebook at Zion Redemption Bookstore page on Facebook, which is my page, and um, or in my wall. Uh, we have them there as well. So, Earth is a living creature and breathes as much as you or I do. Teachings of Brigham, Volume 3, page 241. Like man, the earth also had a spiritual creation or birth before it became temporal or physical. This led to accounts of the creation in the book of Bereshit or Genesis. Then this sphere uh, fell from the presence of God, and it too must follow the gospel plan of redemption. Actually, I forgot something. Just hold on. I forgot to put the mic on the uh, the iPad. Is the audio? Oh, was I muted? Okay, 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 thank you. Okay, so this is screwed up. Um, 
it's not picking up the audio the way it has in the past. I don't know what, exactly what's going on, but um, I think we're just going to be done with the program for today. Nobody ever calls me anyway. So, um, in the link of the podcast is the YouTube link with good audio and good video. If you're interested in this book, go find that link. It's in the podcast at blogtalkradio.com forward slash fundamentally Mormon. And it'll be uploaded to iTunes uh, as soon as I end the program. It'll be pretty quick. So um, you can find the link to the YouTube video that I did two years ago, almost two years ago in that place. And uh, uh, I just had too much going on today and I was really pushing to try to get this done in time. But uh, my daughter, my 13-year-old daughter, phoned from somebody and she put Snapchat on it and she hid it in her room and I went through the conversations and it was really, really bad. Bad. So I might just be working part-time from now on because we're going to homeschool because we're not going to have her getting loaner phones from her friends. And we've been dealing with this for about six months. And we've tried talking to her. We've grounded her. We've done a bunch of stuff. And... Uh, it's just getting to the point where um, I'm just not going to put up with it anymore. So probably going to be pulling her out of school and homeschooling her. And uh, my wife and I are looking into that right now. And um, so that was going on that kind of screwed up everything. Um, she was going to go to a dance tonight uh, until my other daughter for some reason was in her room and found the phone that does not belong to her, does not belong to my daughter, and Snapchat was on it. And the conversations are very, very crude, and she's only 13 years old, and one of the guys that she was talking to was in his early 20s, and the other one was 18, and there was several chats. And I don't know how long she's had this phone for, because we took all of our electronics away. But uh, looks like we're going to have to go, because I'm not going to, I don't want to be a grandfather. I mean, I'm old enough to be a grandfather, but this is getting ridiculous. So anyway, sorry about the program. I wish that, um, I wish I could have done the flashback Friday thing like I've been doing, but it just didn't work. And I, maybe the audio wasn't so bad on your end, but from what I was listening to with my headset on, it was really bad. (laughs) So um, we're just going to end it for today. And like I said, if you're interested in listening to my commentary, or if you're interested in reading this chapter, or this book, or other books on restoration theology, um, the links are in the description of the podcast <clears throat> or radio show at blogtalkradio.com forward slash fundamentally Mormon and also at um, 
on iTunes when it is uploaded and all the places that it goes to after that. So, anyway, thank you for listening. I hope everybody has a blessed Shabbat and uh, a restful Lord's Day. And we will talk to you on Monday. Thank you for listening. Take care, everyone. God bless. And Shabbat Shalom. Thank <laughs> you.